The Daily Tap is live for Wednesday, coming to you from Donda 2. Just kidding. <laughs> we are not in Miami. Uh, my own office. Hope everybody is doing well. We have a fun show today. I'm excited. I'm actually really fired up. We're going to do winners and losers from the Aaron Rodgers interview. We are going to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, why he can be a European, he can be an African, he can be a Nigerian, whatever the hell he wants. I'm going after Twitter a little bit, having a little fun there. We're going to do the Wisconsin Shotsky. I have introduced a new segment, yes, indeed. Some rapid-fire stuff just to get through uh, before we get into Chuck's Corner, where I am telling a college story about slipping on ice in honor of the ice storm. I know weather is Mitch and I's thing, but I'm sorry, I have to tell the story. And I'm, I will not tell it with Mitch, I promise. Um, and Mitch and I won't do much on the ice. I can't, we can't go to back-to-back days with weather. We just, just can't happen. Um, we need to keep our weather to one time a week. Um, and I apologize that I'm taking it away from Mitch. Mitch back tomorrow. Hope everybody's been dying for Mitch, clamoring for that Mitch content. I'm sure you have been. Uh, so Mitch will back tomorrow, uh, but we'll get going here in a second. Just wanted to say, make sure you're following us on social media. We had a real go, I would say viral. I wouldn't go that far. It did really well for us, all right? We're a small unit. We're growing. We're trying to get up there. Uh, so it did some numbies. That was good. Um, it's something to think about in the future. Uh, me narrating over highlights that matter in local sports. I don't know if that's something that I'll get to do all the time, but we'll find the opportunities when they make sense. And I'm sure I will drive my wife nuts by doing it. So thank you for that. Tapping the keg sports on Instagram for not following already. We're also on Facebook and TikTok. Same same handle. Uh, tapping the keg on Twitter. Only reason it's changed is because. They have limit restrictions on your handle, which makes sense because you don't really want I really love the Green Bay Packers 69 or something like that. That's why you just have I love the Packers. Shout out. Uh, but anyways, very deep inside joke. We are we are also, uh, if you're new to the program, if you decide to check us out after liking a reel or something, uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple. Make sure you're subscribing. If you already have subscribed, can you please leave a rate, a review, or a rating? Like, I, that's all I ask. I keep you guys entertained. Do it almost every day. I would imagine that you could just drop me a little rate or a little review. I would appreciate that. All right, let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about the Aaron Rodgers interview. That was really absolutely nothing. So Aaron Rodgers hopped on with Pat McAfee at noon today. Uh, Pat McAfee and Rodgers got set to talk in front of 125,000 people uh, that were watching it on YouTube, which is absolutely wild. Pat was doing his own version of Numbies uh, today. Everyone was expecting Aaron Rodgers to make a decision. Everybody thought that this was going to be the day. You had David Bakhtiari with the aw shit, here we go again gif, which made me laugh out loud this morning. I personally took the role of Fez from Euphoria with the line of, I'm really confused right now. You're fucking, you're confused. I'm really fucking confused, bro. Like, that's how I think everybody felt after we saw that Instagram post, which also just basically, like, gave me the shivers because I didn't see it. So, like, I did the podcast last night to give you background. I didn't see it last night. Do the podcast last night. I fall asleep editing, which happens Far too often, but that's maybe a Chuck's Corner for another time about how my procrastination skills are elite. Like, if I could get paid for my procrastination skills, I would be a fucking millionaire. 
But anyways, I fell asleep. I fell asleep uh, editing. So whatever, wake up middle of the night, go to bed, and when I go to bed, I don't realize I like didn't even look at my phone. Like I just straight to bed. Like nothing, no sort of like stopgap of hey, let me check this, let me see how bed's it. Nothing. Just went went to bed. Wake up in the morning. I check my phone. Shannon has posted Roger's Instagram. Uh, shout out to Shannon, Shay Ken, for those unfamiliar. Uh, and I'm like, oh my God, like, holy fuck, what's this? And I, I'm like, do I re-record? What do I do? I am so, so glad, you guys, that I did not record, re-record that podcast. Like, I, that would have been a grave mistake had I re-recorded that podcast. Like, I had a good show. I think I really liked it. If you didn't listen to yesterday's, the NFL schedule stuff, I thought it was really interesting. You guys might not nerd out with it as much as I do, but that's kind of how I felt. And, and I felt like it was a good show. I did mention Rodgers. It wasn't like I ignored Aaron Rodgers. Like, I think he's going to make his decision on Pat McAfee. So I did say that without mentioning the Instagram. And then it became absolutely nothing. Aaron Rodgers just wanted to, you know, just wanted to hang out. Just wanted to dudes rocket with Pat McAfee. And that was it. And they talked about a lot of things. And Rodgers sounded obviously deeply embedded to the Green Bay Packers and paid Brian Gunacus compliments and paid Matt LaFleur compliments. Basically what we've seen from Rodgers since last of the playoffs, since really since the end of the playoffs till now, Aaron Rodgers has been the same dude and he's been genuine. He's been really nice. Aaron Rodgers was also wearing the same homage office shirt that he wore uh, for training camp last year. So that for some people was an Easter egg and a tell. But then again, there was also a big J yesterday who basically she was like, oh, Rogers wasn't pictured in this photo. That must mean he's going. Um, and that was her big thing. So, and it's like, yeah, she got a bunch of retweets. Good for her. Um, she's probably not going to be in the Green Bay market anytime. Like, you know, it's all a stepping stone. Like he, that has to be a weird feeling not to derail here, but it has to be a weird feeling to be like a TV station in Green Bay or a TV station in Fond du Lac or something like that. I remember there was a girl there. Oh, what was her name? It was like Alexis Griffin. She actually, I think, wasn't Green Bay. I think she was Wausau. She was an absolute rocket, like just complete rocket ship. Like didn't belong in Wausau TV at all. And I'm sure every fucking girl in the media hated her. Sure enough, married a hockey player. Now I don't think she even does TV anymore. Might follow her on Instagram. I don't know. Uh, but seriously, like that—that's it's just a stepping stone. It's all it is, man. It's the minor leagues. It's crazy, but whatever. I would love to talk to somebody about that someday. Might have to add that to my list of interview interviewees. So let's go back. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers really doesn't give us anything. We really don't have anything from that, but it's still a big deal. It's still something that we talk about. Pat McAfee is used for content for everybody, including myself. So why not bring it up and talk winners and losers from winners, the content creators. The content creators are going to thrive. Anybody from Barstool, Sports Illustrated, myself, Mike Florio, uh, PMT, Ryan Rossillo, Bill Simmons. I mean, everybody is going to get their piece of flesh here with Rogers for the next few weeks. Rodgers has till really March 8th to make this decision because Devontae tag is is needed at that time. And whether it's a it's Devontae gets tagged and then Rodgers signs or the opposite, I assume it to be the opposite because I think they're going to rework his deal. And then they're going to use the Devontae tag as sort of an extension to be like, hey, 
just chill. We got to figure some other shit out. We'll get a deal done for you before July. You want to be mad? Go ahead. But that's what's going to be. But content creators can have their fill of Rogers. Will he? Won't he? For a couple weeks. Who knows if Rogers is going to try to keep trolling people? I would not be surprised. Um, Rogers loves to give you know people a one idea and zag to the other one because he just does not really like the media. He's not a huge fan of the media. He likes to keep them on their toes, and that's exactly what he did on Monday. Even though he said it was just a time where he was feeling grateful. Fuck that. That that's not true. I don't believe that in the slightest. Rogers was doing that for a reason. That guy is, does not have his head that buried into the sand. Uh, losers, Broncos fans, and any NFC North fan. Like, if you're a Broncos fan today and you were banking on Aaron Rodgers coming, you have to say to yourself, all right, this is it. This isn't happening. Pack it up. We're going to go either with Teddy Bridgewater or we're going to draft Malik Willis or we're going to draft Kenny Pickett. Like, we cannot expect Aaron Rodgers to be here. He is not coming. We are closing the door. And then if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, if you're a Chicago Bears fan, a Detroit Lions fan, you're screaming out a collective fuck. Even though Vikings fans, Bears fans, and I guess Lions fans got their fill of making jokes about the Packers a few weeks ago, they know who the bad man is. They know who the king of the north is. They do not want to fuck with us. And they do not want Aaron Rodgers to be there. Now, if the Vikings get Deshaun Watson, that's a little different of a story. But still, right now, as it stands, it is Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields, Jared Goff, and Kirk Cousins. That is not good. That's not that's not necessarily going to drive results. Rodgers is clearly the best. There is not a Hall of Famer in that. There is a young, unproven quarterback. There's a mediocre quarterback. I would put Kirk Cousins as slightly above average. And there you have it. And you have a great all-time quarterback. There is not any great quarterbacks to compete with Rodgers. And Rodgers really hasn't had a lot of that competition in in the division throughout his career. Uh, But yes, it's a bad day for Broncos fan. If they're doing a tapping the keg or something like that today, it is all about, well, the Aaron Rodgers pipe dream is gone. Who do we now focus on? And I don't know. Maybe that's Jordan Love. Maybe... That's Jameis Winston. Maybe they make a play for Tua. That was a rumor back in the day. I don't think Tua's going anywhere because of Mike McDaniel, but you never know. You never know with this type of stuff. Another winner is the Green Bay Packer organization. Look, I know there are people who are going to be upset and they are going to be coming up here in a second, but the organization won today. The organization has basically been put in the good graces of Aaron Rodgers. No matter what happens with the next few weeks. Aaron Rodgers has said so many good things about Brian Gunacoust, about Mark Murphy, Russ Ball, and Matt LaFleur. And to me, that's really important for the players to hear. Not the players on the team, but potential free agents, rookies, and even some of the young guys, I guess, like a Jordan Love, right? I think that they've learned their collective lesson here, that they cannot treat everybody the same. That guys like Aaron Rodgers can't preferential treatment because he's Aaron fucking Rodgers. And if he wants to talk about front office moves, they can allow him in a little bit. And so I have to give Brian Gunacoust a ton of credit. And no matter how this thing shakes up, the organization should be proud on the relationship they built with Rodgers in less than a year. They came a long fucking way. And I I really, and also too, like this shouldn't be discounted in this whole thing. But Green Bay never wrote some statement saying they were against Aaron Rodgers' COVID takes or that it didn't represent us. They just let it go. 
They didn't bring anything up. They were radio silent about it. And I think that was a subtle nod of support. I know that could bother some people. I understand. But the guy is entitled to his own opinions. Now, he also walked some of that back today. So for those who are mad at Roger still about that, should at least listen to that part where Rogers does, you know, basically say he, he was in the wrong. He overdid it. He shouldn't have went as far as he did. And, you know, now he's, you know, course correcting. So I, I hope you have a little bit of empathy for what Rogers is saying there because I, I think it matters. Um, as for the losers, those who wanted to see a change. So change isn't happening. A lot of people are going to bang on the door that we should have traded Rogers or that we should have you know, made sure that Rogers wasn't going to hurt us in the future. I think there are people who are pretty anti-Rogers again. It's so weird. The Rogers roller, roller coaster of where people were with Aaron Rodgers, where people got to, probably 2010, obviously a peak. And yeah, but like 2011, it sort of stayed stable. Stay stayed stable. There we go. You can't say that really fast. Stayed stable. That's that's a tough one uh, with the Wisconsin accent. But it's now plummeted to probably 2008 levels. I, I'm not saying it's going to get booed at Family Night or anything, but I I do think there are a lot of people who want Aaron Rodgers to continue to do the same things. But they also believe the regular season is just all talk. And Aaron Rodgers has to deliver in the postseason. The question is, will he? The other question is, the people who wanted to change and see Jordan Love go elsewhere, are they going to rub it into those who wanted Aaron Rodgers back? Because if Jordan Love thrives somewhere else, it's going to be a big red mark on the Green Bay Packers. And if Favre, or Favre, if Rodgers doesn't get him to a Super Bowl... That is like double double time there. That that that's not going to be good. So we'll see what happens there. Another winner and loser. We gotta go a little quicker with these. Pat McAfee winner. I mean, Pat McAfee had all these people there. He had 130 subs at one point. Not subs, uh, viewers viewership. Excuse me. But 130k. That's a huge number. Pat McAfee's been gone for I think like a week or maybe a little more than a week. In Hawaii, uh, knows a, knows a good vacation spot just like I did. Um, probably did a lot more fun shit because Pat McAfee's a very rich man, but I and I am not. But yeah, Pat McAfee definitely a winner. Great way for him to continue to sort of build his brand. I mean, I already think the brand is built, but I do think there are people who don't take Pat seriously. I have some issues with Pat at times where I think he's not as tough as he could be. Um, and that he's very pro player, and that makes sense, right? But at some point, you do have to push back every now and again. And I, I don't think Pat does a lot of that, um, but that's 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 okay. He, he's not a trained journalist at all, and everybody loves him, so I'm not trying to shit entirely on him. I'm just saying that that's my critique of him, but he won today. I mean, he had the huge show, huge numbers, uh, definitely something uh, that he wants to start off on the right foot. But he's also a loser because here's the thing. He didn't give the decision. If the decision happened today, that goes viral. That is credit to Pat McAfee. The awareness and everything else just balloons for McAfee. That just, ta- I, th- I really do think it takes him to another stratosphere. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overselling it. And Rodgers might still make a decision with him. But it, it would have been a very, very big moment for the Pat McAfee show and they didn't get that. And that I, that has to be tough. Like, McAfee has to be, you know, having an edible tonight and being like, God damn it. I thought I was going to get the decision. And I hit. And 
now I basically have to wait and see when Rodgers wants to come to Indianapolis because that's where apparently he's going to make the decision. We'll see if that will happen. Winner, I have Shailene Woodley in a question mark. I think Shailene Woodley only cashes in this win if Rodgers retires. If Rodgers retires, it is 100% driven by Shailene Woodley. Now, I know there will be a lot of people getting on their misogynist high horse, basically being like, that is unfair to women, that is so mean to women, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Is it a little mean? Yes. Is it true, though? Also, yes. Like, Giselle Bunchen did not want Tom Brady to keep taking hits. She went down, if she had it her way, she would have probably retired Tom Brady in 2011 when he got beat up after that Giants game. Giselle has always been in Tom's corner, but Giselle has always wanted Tom to retire. I guarantee you Shailene Woodley is already having that conversation with Aaron Rodgers about how long is this going to go? Like, how long do I have to pretend to like football? Because as we all know, she's a theater kid. I don't know. And Rodgers might tell her, like, look, I think it'll be two years. If it's not two years and it's one year, then we're done. Uh, But can you just kind of stay by my side? So whatever rumors that people had of Shailene and Rodgers breaking up, it's not true. Um, It it seems like they're back together, which brings me to a loser. Uh, People wanting Aaron Rodgers single again. Not happening. We talked a little bit about why people care about the relationship. It will go back into another stratosphere with Rogers and Shailene. Maybe they're just going to be friends. Maybe she's like, why do we need to get married? Married's a construct. Just put a baby in me and it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. You want a kid? I'll give you a kid. And there you go. And who knows? But I'm not, I'm not in their relationship. I'm just kind of hypothetically thinking here about what might have transpired to not calling them boyfriend and girlfriend or fiancés, um, wherever wherever that landed, it's not there anymore. So Shailene Woodley Rogers, big time back, and that sucks for those who like single Ray and Rogers because single Rogers has had some fucking seasons. He's been very good when he's dialed in. Um, and I think there would be a little bit of a worry that maybe Rogers won't be dialed in but I don't really think that's girlfriend dependent. That's more just Aaron Rodgers sort of hitting another stratosphere of being a quarterback. Last one winner getting into the Aaron Rodgers gratitude post. Now, it was guys who are usually in his post, like Bakhtiari, uh, Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb's wife. So I, it's not really a surprise um, if you get into that get into that Instagram post, but it ha- would have to feel good. To either go to bed or wake up with Aaron Rodgers saying a bunch of nice fucking things about you. I feel like that's definitely a peak. Like that's definitely something that I would really enjoy. If Aaron Rodgers wants to talk about tapping the keg sports and give us a glowing review for our Aaron Rodgers podcasts, he's more than welcome to. I would invite him right on in. Uh, the other loser here, the last loser, a cleanse that makes you shit the shit your guts out. So Aaron Rodgers did the PK cleanse. Uh, The cleanse has been circling around the internet today uh, because, of course, it's a really, really intense cleanse. So, I mean, it is not for the wicked heart. I would not recommend it to anyone who is trying to lose weight. But I do think you would lose a ton of weight if you did this cleanse. So apparently the guy who had the who had the whole tweet about what the cleanse was uh, is no law. He deleted it. He deleted the cleanse. So was he lying about the cleanse? 
was he lying about this cleanse that we had? What basically Rogers is doing, and just Justice Muscata uh, pulled this together, is that Aaron Rodgers is inducing vomiting to help the upper gastro, the end of your stomach, with a respiratory tract. These are your five karmas. An induced purgatration, aka you're shitting your guts out to clear the lower gastro, the end of the stomach. So you just have fucking things coming out both ends. Like you, that does not sound fun. Then the third thing, it's an emina using medical oil. So an oil emina helps the lubricated rectal oil and takes out any lipid soluble waste out of the anus. Now, Shailene Woodley is also someone who sunholes sun, suns or butthole. Uh, so I'm not surprised that Aaron Rodgers is doing this. The fourth thing that this does, nasal ingestion of medical substances to help clear respiratory tract and put nasal sinuses. I think what most people call that in Milwaukee is cocaine, but that's just here nor there. Lastly, it is the decoration amina which clears uh, your transverse colon to your anus. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, some people, I, I see some people say he's, he's basically the Kanye of football. He's America, he's, he's, Con, he's the Kanye of football, he's the Kyrie Irving of football. He's in his own zone, man. He's in the Tyson zone. We talked about it. It's an old Bill Simmons thing where you could basically say anything about Aaron Rodgers, and I think I'd believe it. It'd be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to star in this movie. You'd be like, really? It's like, yeah, he's going to be in this movie. Or you're like, Aaron Rodgers is handing out uh, soup at the Riverwest Food Pantry. You'd believe it. And that's a good thing. Like, nothing wrong. That's not a knock at the Riverwest Food Pantry. It's more just like you literally any Aaron Rodgers story can be true. Any Aaron Rodgers story. And this cleanse is no different. And if you're wondering, would I take this cleanse? Absolutely not. I like food way too much. There is no way that I would sign up for 12 days of basically puking and shitting everywhere. Now, I imagine that this is like a a phase process where it's like, okay, one and two is the puking. Two and three is, three and four is the shitting. Then you get the, the, the amina. Then we do the nasal stuff. And then lastly, another enema to send you, send you on your way. He's wild, man. He's fucking crazy. Uh, let me know if you would ever do something like this. I, I would be very curious. If someone wants to do it, um, you know, maybe we'll, uh, we'll work on some compensation. All right. I went way too long on Rogers. Um, granted, it was taking me a while to find the Emina, so it probably won't be as long as it looks right now when I'm when I'm doing this originally, but we'll see. Let's move on to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, so I saw this tweet today and I want to talk about it because I thought it was interesting and I, I promise you that every time I see an interesting tweet, I'm not going to want to talk about it. I, I, I will make that promise to you, but it's a time of the year where not a ton of shit's happening. We have no real sports going on right now. Uh, we do have college basketball, but Marquette's not playing all week, and you know we're not a Badgers pod, and they play Minnesota tomorrow. So we're we're not necessarily going to talk about that. But what this is is this was by Cy, uh, who is Bucks in A six or Bucks in C Sax Bucks and Sax. So it's Bucks in S A I X 
and his name is Sai. Uh, is, is, is he from? Okay, yeah. So basically Giannis is giving his opinion about how there's only two Europeans on the 75, 75th team. And he's sitting next to Michael Jordan. And it's Giannis and Dirk. And he's like having the opportunity to be next to Dirk who opened a path for us. That's even more an incredible feeling. And Cy points out like the incredible amount of entitled, narrow-minded dumbasses in the quotes and replies saying Giannis has to feel or say in regards to his nationality origin showing and origin showing zero empathy, understanding or perspective is astonishing to me and sad af like i personally don't understand this i i, I personally do not get this um and i really i really don't get it like i i, I really don't like i personally I'm white guy. I don't have anything where I have to identify. And people were upset. And what the quote tweets and the and the replies said, I should probably explain that before I go into the other part. They were basically like, you're African. You're Nigerian. Like, you're not European. Like, it's suddenly this thing where if you're European, that suddenly makes you a white person, which isn't true. There are many people who've emigrated from Africa who consider themselves European. Paul Pogba, ever heard of him? French soccer player, for those who are unfamiliar. Mario Balotelli from Italy. Okay, I, I realize that I only have soccer players, but trust me, there are people who aren't athletes who are black that live in places like Germany, Italy, Denmark, um, probably not a lot in Denmark, bad example, France, England for sure. Like there are a ton of Indians who live in, in, in England too and they identify as British. They don't identify as Indian first. So Giannis saying that he's a European, he's right. He's from Greece, man. He's, he is a Greek basketball player. That is where he hails from even though he is Nigerian and he identifies with Nigeria and it's so fucking backwards that people miss the fact that like Giannis came out with an area, the Nigerian area code on his sweatshirt and it was a partnership with WhatsApp and it was this whole nice thing. It was a great gesture. It was a subtle nod to his Nigerian roots. So he doesn't forget where he's from. He loves Usman the uh, Nigerian uh, UFC guy. He loves that guy. He's a big fan. Him and his brothers are. And Usman loves Giannis. And so it's like, there is that connection to Nigeria. Just because Giannis is identifying in this scenario as European doesn't mean that he doesn't have respect for his African roots or his Nigerian roots. No. None of that. Okay? And... For people to try to box Giannis in and put Giannis in a quarter with his nationality makes no fucking sense at all. Look, we don't have to choose that as Americans. As Americans, we are from America and that's it, all right? And we usually have not immigrated from somewhere. If we have, then yeah, maybe we identify as we're British or we identify as French or we identify that we're from Egypt or we identify we're from Kenya, okay? But a lot of people who come overseas wanna be an American. That's why they travel to America. So when Giannis went to Greece, he might not have wanted to be a Grecian. He probably didn't know he was a fucking kid. 
But he, all he grew up was around Greek culture. And Giannis plays for Team Greece. He it, it says that he is from Greece when they do the introductions. That's all you really need to say. But don't put him in a corner because that's not your choice. It is Giannis's choice and no one else alone. All right, let's move on to the Wisconsin Shotsky. So I was thinking about what I could do for like a quick hitter segment. And I developed the Wisconsin Shotsky. I know it's great because I was like, okay, we do a little drinking. We talk a little drinking here. How could I sort of incorporate that? I can't really do beer because it's quick. What could I do? Okay, the Shotsky. There we go. So three topics, very quick. We'll try to do this in under, I don't know. We'll try to do it in under five minutes if we can. First of all, the Bucks added Javon Carter. Javon Carter is a member of the Wisconsin, or the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't know why I said Wisconsin Bucks. It's late. I apologize. Uh, Javon Carter, member of the Bucks. The Bucks are basically getting the Nets uh, bench unit. We have a group chat with Shannon and Mitch. Second shot for Shannon, second for Mitch as well. Oh, Mitch was also a winner for the Pat McAfee stuff, by the way. Because if Rodgers announced he's coming back, Mitch and I were definitely doing a Rodgers topic to start start the show. Now, because he isn't, we are going to probably do a Bucks topic. So Mitch wins as well. Um, so Mitch, another winner uh, from the, the Pat McAfee interview. So I wanted to log to show that. Javon Carter was a guy Mitch basically predicted in that group chat. Mitch was like, all right, Javon Carter, he's going to be calling. He'll be a great option for the Bucks. It makes sense. Uh, he's getting waived because of Dragic. Uh, Javon Carter hasn't necessarily done a ton in the league. Is uh, kind of just a gritty, scrappy guy. Uh, he's, a, he's a solid option off the bench. Is Javon Carter going to light up a team for 10 or 15 in the playoffs? No. Does Javon Carter kind of give you guard insurance that you desperately need? Yes. Is he an upgrade over Lindell Wigginton? Yes. But I will say Lindell, Lindell isn't bad. Lindell isn't bad. I know people want to shit on Lindell. But Liddell in a 10-minute spurt, I'd be okay. Like, let's just say I might have bought a couple shares of Lindell Wigginton stock. I didn't buy a ton, but I, I, I bought a little. I've invested a little bit. It's like a penny stock. We'll see if it grows. But yeah, Javon Carter is a good signing for the Bucks. And I know some people are like, well, what if the Bucks only do DeAndre Bembry and Javon Carter and that's it? And that's their basically their sign up, their buyout market. It'd be a little frustrating. It also looked very cheap. Now I know the Bucks have made strides in this. They are one of the top luxury tax teams in the league, so I'm not trying to be critical here. I just know how this fan base will react. And they'll be like, these aren't championship guys and whatever. And the Nets threw them out. Well, the Nets threw them out because Steve Nash wanted his guy Gordon Dragic there. I personally probably would prefer Gordon Dragic over Javon Carter. That said, Javon Carter is not a bad option. He's a guy that maybe you could insert into a playoff rotation. Probably not, but again, maybe. DeAndre Bembry, been in the playoffs, been there before. Definitely a guy who I feel like could be part of your playoff rotation too. So it's one man's trash is another man's treasure, and that's kind of what I think we have with Javon Carter. I'm not saying the guy's going to blow up and be this like insanity figure for the Bucks, but I could see some good moments out of him. Scott's Badgers made a bunch of changes to their coaching staff. Bob Bostad now moves to offensive line. Uh, you have Bill Sheridan in to coach inside linebackers. And Mickey Turner is out at tight ends, and he goes to be the head of recruiting. 
Bostad to the offensive line is very interesting. Bo, Bostad coached the offensive line from 2008 to 2011, and it got him you know some jobs uh, because he was really good at it. He was excellent at being an offensive line coach. He went to being a linebackers coach after the fact, and now he's returned to coach the offensive line after an 11-year hiatus. I think when you take that long of a hiatus coaching, there is a part of me that worries, are you going to be prepared for it? Like, are you going to be prepared for what's being thrown at you compared to 2011? Because a lot has fucking changed in 11 years of football. So I do think that that is a concern. But if Bostad's just a great coach and he's not really worried about the X's and O's, although it matters with linemen, then maybe then maybe the Badgers have something here. And maybe they can spring loose Braylon Allen for Eisman, which I have my eyes on, let's just say from a future perspective. Like I definitely want to lay some coin with uh, Braylon Allen for Heisman. Bostad might help it. As for the other guys, uh, Bill Sheridan, I don't know much about, and I'm not huge on Mickey Turner, but hey, if you think a guy can do the head of recruiting, I mean, that's a huge role. And I do think that Wisconsin needs a revamp. I think they need to be a little harder with their NILs. I think they can't be shy. I think they have to go out, go after some of these big guys. And how you do that is with the NIL. So we'll see if Mickey Turner makes any changes around that or if it's kind of the status quo and that was basically how Paul Curse would do it to prevent it. And now there'll be coaching spots still open, tight ends and running backs. We'll see where everybody fits in for that Badgers team. And then lastly, Drew Holiday suing a dude for $2.3 million. Uh, Morgan Stanley broker that was basically misappropriating their funds, 2.3 million of it. And he's getting sued by other guys, Channel Parsons and Courtney Lee as well. Uh, this guy sounds like an all-time scumbag. Sounds like a guy who basically took the money and run ran. He wasn't he wasn't around. Uh, I don't have a ton of contacts, but man, that that's bad. That's bad business. I uh, feel bad for the holidays. Uh, being out two point three million is something else. Um, I feel like that's the level where you're like, okay, that's just not like athlete rich. That's like you could it could impact you at that point. Like you could have a situation like that chick in the Inventing Anna where all of a sudden you have a full hotel on your company credit card. You know, it's it's real. By the way, I watched I piece bits and pieces. I don't know. It's all right. It's tough to watch it right after Ozark because you hear Luth, Luth, Ruth Langmore can't talk. Ruth Langmore's voice, but you, it's in like a German accent. It's weird. Whatever. It works. The same actress, obviously, if you're not familiar. But yeah, so that's the Wisconsin Shotsky. Let me know. Feedback welcome. If something that you want to see on a regular basis, like Chuck's Corner, uh, or if it's something that you just want to see every now and again, just let me know. Happy to oblige and give the people what they want. All right, Chuck's Corner. If you're unfamiliar, I realize that we've been talking way too much about sports. I realize that this was so sports heavy that sometimes you just want to kick back and have have a beer with us. And what way to do that than with Chuck's Corner, where we tell stories. It's kind of current event related sometimes. It's kind of just something that pissed me off or a, a weird, awkward interaction in my life um, or something going on or TV. I, I don't know. It could be anything. I almost did Kanye today because I I really, I wouldn't say I enjoy, actually, I was about to say I really enjoy it. I wouldn't take that back. I 
liked some of the stuff that I saw from Kanye today. So I was interested in talking about it, but I decided to opt for the freeze out, which again, uh, takes away the weather option for tomorrow, but that's okay. And I want to talk about the time that I dealt with the iciest conditions of my life that pale in comparison to this. So we get up to Eau Claire. This is a college. We're doing a New Year's Eve. Um, New Year's Eve is always a fun time in college. Coming back for it was an automatic when you were 22, 21. And so that's what we did. And we got there and we started to drink. And then basically there were reports of this ice storm and that we were involved in it. We were right in the middle of it. And we'd stepped outside and it was very, and I mean very icy. It was more icy there than I think what it was here today, where it was icy, but I I wasn't necessarily impacted by it. I just had to shuffle my feet a little closer. We'll get to that feet thing in a second. That's important. Not anything dirty for you foot fetish people out there. It's not that. So we go out to the bar. Uh, it's we're packed deep from my, what I remember. Um, but I'm like walking right outside, right with, we're walking sort of side by side, uh, just sort of moving along, you know, normal sort of stuff. And I slip and we're probably a block away from the bars. And it, was, it wasn't that far, but it was cold. It was fucking cold that night. Like it make matters worse, it was cold. So I slip as I'm freezing my ass off and I do basically like a split like you'd see at the gymnastics on the balance beam or something like that. And my brand new jeans that my mother had just given me for Christmas, and this was six days later, ripped right in the middle of the seam, right in the middle. There was no saving them. They were absolutely trashed. And as Seth has described it in years past, Charlie looked like a sad puppy dog. And I had to walk him home to get new jeans. And that's exactly what happened. So instead of continuing on to the bars, Seth, like a good friend, because he is one, he was in my wedding, not surprising, basically waited for me to get extra jeans on and made sure that I didn't slip again. And Seth told me at the time and said, what they used to tell me in North Dakota is curl your toes. If you curl your toes, you won't slip. So for, I don't know, year, two years, maybe. I would always do that when it was icy conditions. I'd be like, oh, got to curl my toes, make sure I don't uh, fall. Just want to, you know, protect myself from the ice. I don't remember when he told me, but Seth at one point goes, you know, you know that whole curled toad thing is bullshit. I just made it up. <laughs> I was like, nope, no, I didn't. I've been doing it for a fucking couple years now. I still like sometimes instinctively do it with ice. Like I, I kind of curl my toes in and I'm like, okay, yeah, remember what Seth said. But yeah, man, it's it's wild. Uh, that was that was probably my worst dealing with the ice. And you're probably like, well, you got away pretty easy if it was just you split your pants and were told a fake story and it weirdly protected you from ice in the past. Yes, that's it. Sometimes... Sometimes Chuck's Corners are going to be, you know, a little lighter, maybe not necessarily as in-depth. Sometimes I just want to tell a story, and that that was a good one. And we stayed up, I think that night we were up to like five. Might have been five. We got after it. Um, of course, neither of us went home with anything, because why, why would you, right? Exactly, as a single guy uh, <laughs> at Eau Claire. 
I don't know if I have anything else for you guys. Um, I was trying to think if I had anything just to add, uh, but I think I'm good. Uh, so that's today's show. I'm sorry that we, we did the weather today and not tomorrow. I hope you guys will survive. Uh, but yes, we will be back tomorrow with Mitch. Uh, tabbing the keg 452. Uh, then I will be back with you Friday. I have a fun baseball thing that I want to do. Uh, so hopefully I can remember and knock it out for you guys. And yeah, we'll do baseball. Uh, maybe we'll talk about how I suck at watching TV. And the only way to fix it is by having a new house. Uh, so we'll get into that. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Weekend preview. Talk National Marquette Day. Oh, I actually have a good topic for National Marquette Day. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about whatever. Bucks are back on Saturday too. Uh, so we'll have a. There's a big Saturday in Milwaukee. So we'll we may might have to cover that as our as our open. But stay tuned. Uh, keep listening. Keep supporting. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow with Mitch. All right. Bye.